Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you'd like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to twiz.io to sign up today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How to Scale an Agency. I'm on with the Robert Quinn, who is the semiconductor industry king. He gets over 8 million impressions annually on his LinkedIn, has over 47,000 followers, and has been able to build into a top sales voice on the platform through his posts and also through his uh, work with Quinn's Media and Move Technologies, as well as some work with a nonprofit, I believe, Simeo. Uh, so thank you so much for being on the show. Excited to hear how this is all working for you. Happy to join you, Lucas. It's a really good time. It's exciting times for the semiconductor industry right now. There's a lot of changes, a yeah. lot of money being invested in in the industry. And uh, I love writing and talking about the semiconductor industry and what's going on there. Well, I mean, it's probably pretty safe to say that with the amount of impressions you're getting, you're probably one of a few people who are really stand out in this specific industry, right? I mean, how have you been able to build yourself into a voice in this space? Do you have a significant amount of experience? Is it a way you're doing it through the posts? What do you think is working for you? Well, I started about five years ago. As we all know, Mr. Gary V from uh, upstate New York area. I think he's from New Jersey. Gary V, I was listening to one of his pod, one of his podcasts and he had said, do something for others and ask for nothing in return. And I said, okay, I'll take this challenge. I was operations manager for a semiconductor company here in Austin. And uh, I thought about it and I said, well, I'm reading the news every day and trying to spend about, I'm spending about an hour of my day every day reading about what's going on in the industry uh, throughout the globe. And I said, I'll just start writing and talking about that on LinkedIn and talking about what I'm reading about and uh, putting a little bit of my own opinion in it as well. That in turn turned into about 100 people a day starting to follow my content and uh, CEOs and large companies around the world actually reaching out to me to uh, to talk to me about uh, the content that I'm posting on LinkedIn. And it uh, just grew from there. Uh, it's uh, today about 46,000 followers, 8 million, 8 million impressions a year. And uh, it's, it's growing like wildfire. But uh, it's really amazing to me the power of LinkedIn. And yeah. it's uh, when I can reach out to CEOs of the biggest companies in the world. It's quite amazing to me that, uh, you know, the the power of LinkedIn and where I've been able to take this platform. So, yeah. So, I mean, how do you grow the agency while simultaneously working with uh, Move Technologies? Is it essentially you're working with them to grow the uh traffic to their website while simultaneously growing your clientele with the agency? Is that how it works or how, how does that work for you? I actually started uh, working as, in sales at Move. Um, I, I st the, the Move founder, uh, the, the, it was a startup. Um, they yeah. recently had NFX recently invested about $42 million in them. And uh, they've been growing like crazy. But the founder of Move, he found me on LinkedIn. And uh, he started watching my content. He reached out to me a couple of times. We had some good discussions. Another another time he had reached out to me. He said, Robert, I'm going online. I'm going on live with Wall Street Journal in a little bit. 
I need to know about semiconductor industry. Talk to me about semiconductors. Uh, and, and so he's going, you know, he went on the news and did it and called me back and he said, dude, I nailed it. Thanks so much for, for doing that for me. And I had, you know, mentioned to him that I was just, you know, looking, looking for a job. And he, uh, he said, well, just come work for us in doing sales. And, uh, so I ended up working doing sales for a little bit. And then that turned into me moving more into a marketing uh, position within the company. Nice. But at the same time, I continue to still, uh, keep up my LinkedIn and, uh, and part of my, uh, uh, agreement with them now is that I, you know, I, I brand their company. Um, I'm more of a evangelist, a company evangelist for them now and, uh, attending shows and, uh, and, and being able to promote their brand as well. Um, it's, it's been really good, but at the same time, I'm also trying to grow my LinkedIn, uh, following and, and helping, uh, other companies. I was recently just in Brazil, uh, lecturing at the university of Sao Paulo. Um, mm. that last February I was in Oman speaking to the Royal family. Um, it's wow. just, uh, it's, it's grown a lot being able to get that reach and be able to talk to different, uh, different organizations and help other people as well. It's, it's been a, uh, um, a multifaceted, uh, adventure. So that's amazing. So the title of the podcast is how to scale an agency. How have you been able to leverage the views into getting new clientele? I'm assuming kind of like you said at the beginning of the episode that, you know, people watch the content and they talk to you. Is that kind of the funnel that you have where people will watch the content or engage with the content? How does that work? It's 100% organic. I provide a service for others and ask for nothing in return. I, I provide the news daily, four times a day, seven days a week. I provide the semiconductor industry news for people. And it's amazing because... People, it just blows my mind when I can reach out to people that are CEOs of the largest billion dollar, multi-billion dollar companies in the world. And they're responding to me within 10 minutes saying, Robert Quinn, oh, I love your content. Thanks so much for writing on LinkedIn. I, I love your information. But to develop those relationships, um, it is a, there's a psychology. There's a strange psychology behind what I do because right. I, I provide a service for others. And then when you do that, you create a, and almost they feel obligated to, mm-hmm. people feel obligated to respond to your messages, to right. talk to you, to, to, you know, maybe pull a favor for you. Hey, I need to talk to this person. Uh, can yep. you help me talk to this? Can you help me get in here? Can you help me get in there? I've built 46,000 relationships on LinkedIn. And, uh, it's, it, they really are relationships. I send, thank, I send, uh, uh, congratulations on the job changes. I send, uh, happy birthday messages to every single one of them. And it's, uh, it, it is a, a relationship building process and it takes time, right. but it is so, so powerful. It's incredible. Yeah. Everyone kicks themselves for not starting earlier on social media. I think that's the trend that I always see when I interview people. They're like, man, why didn't I start earlier? And it's cool to see that you've already reached that success point. And honestly, I mean, there's a lot more. I'm sure you could go with it, but I feel like you've you've already probably got so many people from the semiconductor industry watching because you know there's only a certain amount of people in the world who are super in tune with this. And I feel like you know there's a certain market size for it, and I think that you've already gotten a pretty big chunk of that those eyeballs. So it's really cool to see. One thing I'm curious about, and this is you know something I've been thinking about a lot because I am in the process of scaling up my social even more is how you balance the quality versus quantity aspect. Do you actually spend time every day finding the news and then making it? Or have you built a team? Like, how do you actually mass produce the content? And then 
how have you arrived at the four a day on LinkedIn? Because I know like there's a bit of a formula to it. It, it, did you try two before and you bumped it up to four and you noticed it was better? Like kind of, how do you, how'd you think about those two things? Just the math, you know, the more, the more posts you make, the more views you're going to get. And I, I think doing that, uh, you know, doing a post, you know, three times, maybe four is, is you've got more eyeballs. The more posts you do, the yeah. more eyeballs you're going to get. And, uh, that was kind of my reasoning behind doing that. And the semiconductor, I could do 10. The semiconductor industry is exploding in growth right now. It's so much new information coming out every day that uh, that I'm I'm scaling down to just do four. And so it, it was, it's really the information, the industry, and the you know the amount of information that is is able to be talked about is the reason why I'm doing four. But um, yeah. that's that's been able I've been able to um, you know scale that out to where I'm I'm writing and talking about a lot of the information. I do have an assistant that helps me uh, yeah. make the post, especially when they're in the middle of the night or uh, I'm not sitting behind a computer. Uh, but I yeah. do the writing and I do the, ta- I, you know, I do the comments and I do do yep. the, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the work, a lot of the back end work, making the post themselves is like, give her the content. I give her the, you know, the picture and I say, okay, let's, let's print this information. Let's write this. And yeah. uh, she does that work for me, but I'm able to, um, uh, uh, it's still a lot of work to do everything else. Yeah. It, it is. I, I go to bed two, three a.m. I, yeah. I work. I work twelve, twelve plus hours a day. It's a lot, but at the same time, right. I also have freedom because I'm able to take my phone everywhere I go. I'm able to work from my laptop. I just spent the last two months in Brazil. Uh, yep. You know, working, uh, working in Brazil, and and being able to, uh, uh, you know, still continue my business and doing what I do there. Yeah, uh, on vacation with the family for a couple months. So that was good. That's awesome. I mean, it sounds like you've kind of reached a point that I notice a lot of people reach, which is you get an, a considerable amount of traffic from this way of doing it. And there, I'm assuming either it's just that you really love it or you notice that there was a point of diminishing returns when you tried to like get somebody else to do it, like the writing part. I'm assuming yeah. that like there's something unique about that you feel there's something unique about you writing the content. And I think, I mean, I think anyone would agree you're an expert in it, but like did you ever try to get that offshore or outsource and you're just like way better for me to write it and then yeah. kind of went back to that or just, just always use, write yourself? These would be like a quarter of what I, you know, when, I, when right. I would write, I would write it and it'd be like, you know, thousands of views and I like, I'd have I'd outsource it and then it would be like a quarter of the views and be like, yeah, okay, there's just, there's just no way around <laughs> it. It's, it's, it's up no, here, it's yeah. 25 years of engineering experience and, and that I'm exactly. able to talk about to be able to uh, get that information out there and to, to be able to respond in your own voice and to be able to talk to people that from, you know, the platforms it's, it is hard to, uh, to scale and to manage. Um, it is a lot of work, but I think it's worth it. I really do. Um, especially if you love doing what you're doing. I think it's interesting that you're doing news, right? And that, that might be the move. If you're somebody starting a, a channel, right? It sounds like that's an angle people should explore because it's kind of been my advice too. When people ask me is like, how do you, what's the best way to start? I think it's either you look at things that are in high demand and you write instructional content about those things and, or you just do the news because that the news has been doing this playbook for hundreds of years, which is just find a trending topic, talk about mm-hmm. it. You get the eyeballs, you get them into the funnel. So it sounds like news has been a big portion of it for you. I am curious. I know we're kind of at limited time here, but I'm really curious what, you've been doing with the links because I noticed you have the links in your posts. So have you noticed that 
on LinkedIn, there's really no issue with putting links in your posts versus putting them in the comments or what has been your thought process behind that? Definitely. I've, I go back and forth with that. I keep trying to put them in the, uh, in the, the top section and then I keep putting them back in the comments and it, it is a constant game on LinkedIn. You're yeah. trying to constantly test new methods and new things. I've officially taken out all external links out of my headline comments mm-hmm. at, at this point. Uh, and I mean, I'm noticing a difference. The algorithms on LinkedIn are constantly changing. We just had a huge update that uh, on LinkedIn. And uh, these algorithms are, are a, a, a challenge to, uh, they're, they're difficult to, uh, to work with. But uh, to be able to get your information out there uh, to the right people and making sure that your information is being shared with your all your followers, uh, it's, yeah. it's important to make sure you're you're keeping up with those algorithm changes as well. And when you say taking them out of the header links, do you mean because I see I see you have like the most recent one went out two minutes ago, no link in that post except for the link to the page. But then the one that was done three hours ago. Uh, actually doesn't as well. I think it was maybe an earlier one I was looking at, but basically yeah. you don't have the links in the actual posts themselves anymore. They're at, in the, in the comments. So that's the new direction. Yeah. I just, I just changed that. And I've been, I noticed that uh, LinkedIn is, uh, is, uh, scaling down the share on how many people it shares it with, um, mm. whenever it sees those links within the, within the post itself. And then also there's other things like uh, not having too many hashtags and, yeah. uh, and, and if you're going to, uh, if you're going to put somebody's name in there, you got to make sure that they're going to like and share your, your information, your post as well, because it'll go, yeah. go in as a, as kind of bad information, like the inf- information that, that shouldn't be the algorithms will see, won't see it friendly though. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of different things that the algorithms uh, do and to be able to uh, that you have to keep up with on a constant basis. Yeah, I love it. Well, if anybody wants to connect with you, uh, work with you, if they're they have a client in the semiconductor space or they happen to be listening to this podcast and they're in the semiconductor space, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? RQ at queensmedia.com and uh just uh, send me an email. Love to talk to you or send me a, you know, connect me with me on LinkedIn and uh, send me a direct message and chat with uh, thousands of people. And it's, it's great having the relationships with people to be able to keep up what they're doing and what they're working on. Amazing. Thank you so much, Robert. I appreciate it. Thanks for being on the show. No problem, Lucas. See ya.